And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Notes. Tony, are you there? Why wouldn't I be? Well, look, I mean, it is your show. I'm just here to, to make no, sure that it this happens is, every week. This is our show. This is our product. This is our baby. It is. It is. Even if I am going to beat you in, in our picks contest. You are absolutely not going to beat me because I'm going <laughs> to catch you and I'm going to pass you and that steak will be mine. It will melt in my mouth like butter. And and you're not passing the steak on? I can already on? taste it. You're not passing the steak to somebody else? I thought that I was supposed to go find one <laughs> of the 17 people that you owe steaks to. You know, I, I think that that was just a, a cheap shot and unnecessary for, for you to say to me. <laughs> considering that I've saved you consecutive weeks from bad losses. Actually, that's not true. You talked me out of picking the Jazz to beat the Pacers. Now, I did, to be I? fair, all you did was show me what time the game started, and it, that's all it took. I had no idea that the Jazz were this resilient, and I had no idea. I mean, listen, that Pacers game, the Jazz haven't won that specific game in years and years and years. They haven't won the last game of a road trip on short rest. When's the last time that they won a game like that? I can't remember. I was just going on past experiences as a specific day-to-day -day beat writer for the Jazz, and the Jazz have just gone ahead and just proven us all wrong. They've won five straight. They've won 16 and 17. Mm -hmm. They're, They're 20 and five. They're pretty good. Since we brought it up, let's go ahead and talk about this Pacers win just a little bit, because you mentioned how resilient they've been, and it is different than other Jazz teams. You know, trying to put my finger on it, and you can't really point at any one thing. I mean, is Rudy having a great season? Yeah, absolutely. Is Donovan Mitchell having a great season? Absolutely. Does having Boyan Bogdanovich out there and healthy make a difference? Absolutely. But is Quinn Snyder doing a better job of coaching this team? Like, is that the big difference? Because I don't think that any player is having like a huge breakout year. Conley looks a lot better, but he's not doing anything out of the ordinary is Quinn Snyder the key to this successful run so far well I'm gonna push back on you a little bit I think that well, we're gonna get to Mitchell in a minute so don't push back on Mitchell yet uh, no 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 see okay. and, and and ironically what I'm about to bring up Donovan is probably one of two exceptions on this but about 90 percent of the roster is having a career year defensively <laughs> So mm -hmm. that's really making it a difference. Like Mike Conley's playing as good as he's ever played defensively. Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal and Mia Oni and Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, all of those guys have been pluses defensively. So the collective defensively has been a lot higher than I think anybody would have anticipated. You know, because we talked about this going into the season. We were like, okay, if the Jazz can be, you know, the 10th to 12th best defensive team in the league, they're going to win a lot of games. Well, you know, right now, they've been one of the top five defensive teams in 
personally. You see where that's getting you. So collectively, these guys, collectively and individually, these guys are having career years defensively. And the exception is, you know, Donovan, who I think is, you know, tried really hard defensively. He just hasn't having a career year defensively. And Boyan Bogdanovich. Those are probably the two exceptions. So that's the irony part. But yeah, beyond that, I mean... You know, this roster is such a talented roster and it's such a, a deep and versatile roster, you know, and I think that, that Quinn is adjusted to knowing what he has and where he can play guys, when he can play guys, and his rotations have been on point. There just hasn't been a lot of guesswork to what the Jazz have done inside and outside of the rotation and inside and outside of the organization this season. Offensively, I think that making a point to get into transition three opportunities more often has made a huge difference with the, with the geometry of their offense in the half court. I mean, they're they're just shooting. Obviously, they're making a lot of shots, but they're just shooting so many. They're getting more looks at those threes. I think that that's the biggest difference on the offensive end is how much more space they've got to operate in. You know, the spacing and, you know, the fact that, you know, they've gone all in. They're shooting threes in transition, three on one. You know, they're taking the first shot available and, and not passing up the first shot available. It's just such a difference between this team philosophy-wise and the way that past Quinn Snyder teams have played. And I think it's, it's like, you know, the first 10, 15 games, you know, it's really shocked the league because when you scout the Jazz, you just don't think of them coming down, taking a shot within the first seven seconds of the shot clock, taking the first three that they look at, you know, things like that. And what they've been doing is basically pushing the pace. For example, against the Celtics, you know, they won that game largely in the third quarter when Donovan Mitchell stopped walking the ball up the floor. You know, mm-hmm. he started pushing after makes. He started pushing after misses. He started getting into the teeth of the defense off the dribble. And he started putting stress on the Celtics defense, you know, because that game was a rock fight in the first half. That game was 48-47 in the first half. The Celtics were switching everything on every possession. The Jazz were trying to feel it out. You know, in that third quarter, Donovan just said, okay, we're just going to go ahead and push the ball. We're going to keep pushing the ball, and we're going to be relentless at pushing the ball. And the Jazz were able to open up a double-digit lead. It's just a difference in philosophy, a change in, you know, the overall makeup of how the Jazz want to play. That's just been so startling to watch this year. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, as teams start to catch up to what they're doing and switch a little bit more the way the Celtics did, you think that they might actually look to increase their pace overall? I mean, they're they're bottom five, bottom six team in the league in pace. But clearly, one of the ways that they could counteract it is by, you know, stepping up a notch and trying to actually get into their offense a little bit faster. You feel like right. that's sort of their their counter move when teams start to switch? Right. That's the thing. The Celtics, I felt, really bothered the Jazz in the first half. And then the Jazz came back and scored. How many points did they score in the second half? So they had 122 for the game. 
minus 48. I'm doing this math on the fly. 122. 72. 74. 74? Uh, did you say 120 or 122? 122. Oh, okay. I Sorry, I, I heard 120. Yeah, so they scored 74 points in the second half against, you know, a good switching defense, not just a switching defense, you know, a good switching defense that had lots of length and athleticism. And, you know, I've written about this in the last week or so, you know, the Jazz are finding a comfort level on how to attack teams that switch incessantly. You know, that had always been their kryptonite. I mean, mm -hmm. we all saw those Houston Rockets series where they switch everything and, you know, the Rockets turn the Jazz into basically an AAU team. They turn that series into an AAU game and the Jazz just couldn't, couldn't deal with it. And they're dealing with it so much better now that, you know, it's actually, you know, becoming stunning to see. I think this is as good a time as any to talk about Donovan Mitchell and how important he's been for that. I brought up the fact that his numbers in his career have been incredibly consistent. And this year, he's obviously having the best shooting year of his career, but numbers are very consistent for him. He's made slight upticks in assists. Not that that's necessarily a good indicator of, of playmaking, because I, I think that his playmaking is not adequately captured by traditional statistics. Would you, would you agree with me there? Well, where would you say the level was of his play is this season? I think this is the best season of his career, certainly. But part of that is because they're just winning so much. And, and you know, how much of this is Donovan has always been about this good and now everyone else is caught up versus Donovan has gotten more patient and learned to pick his spots better. And so what he does is more effective because it allows more room for other guys to get their stuff in. Which one of those would you say it is? Well, what level would you say he's on? Would you say he's on an all-star level? Would you say he's on an all-NBA level? Would you say he's on an MVP level? So MVP gets tricky, right? Because they are the best team in basketball, and he – I mean, it's 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 a toss-up, I think, between him and Gobert as their best player. I, I'm leaning Donovan right now, like for this season. Even though Gobert is probably the most important player, I think that – Donovan is the guy that that helps him break through the ceiling, sort of like what you talked about, like unlocking the ability to beat switches. That's a big deal for this team and for Donovan Mitchell in general. Maybe he's not in the MVP conversation because the numbers aren't quite there, but the performance is is certainly up there, you know. And it gets to the finer points of stats versus actual value for a team. Um, but he's not going to get brought up because the numbers just aren't there. I mean, he's at twenty four points a game. Very rare you're going to have a guy at that level without putting up big numbers, you know, in assists and rebounds as well. Plain and simple. But I think he's definitely an all-star. I think and, he's playing at an all-NBA level. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think the difference is, and everybody go and read, read the Donovan Mitchell story and in, in, in the athletic, but I think that the difference is how much he's controlling the pace of the game and how his sense for the moment, which is a lot better than it was in his rookie season. He's controlling a game so much more and so much easier than he used to. And he's figured out the way to get his teammates involved while figuring out the right moment to, to impose his will on a game. And that's something that only comes with experience. He didn't have that experience in his first couple of years. And it was just like, okay, it was just like whirling dervish. I'm just going to play and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. You have big games, but you don't necessarily control games. He's controlling games now, and that's the big leap that I see from him. I mean, you just wrote about it over at The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash game notes to sign up if you haven't already. Uh, but you did just write about that, that controlling the pace of the game. You know, it's the thing that LeBron does that makes him so special. You know, his ability uh, in, in that series against Golden State in 2016, no, you know, no Kyrie, no Kevin Love, 
And he had one option, and that was to slow everything down to a snail's pace and just control it. Like LeBron is probably the best in NBA history at that. But it's the thing that separates good players from superstars. Luka Doncic controls the pace of the game. Even Steph Curry, right? Like, despite the fact that his game is so frenetic and so much of it's off the ball, you were playing at Steph Curry's pace when he's on the court. Donovan Mitchell is doing the same thing right now. I think it's a great point, and I love that you're you're the first person to bring it up. We're seeing him turn into a star right now. When you look at him and guys aren't speeding him up, you look at everything that the Celtics tried to throw at him on Tuesday night. You know, they tried to to blitz his screens. They they switched everything. Uh, they put Jalen Brown on him. They put Jason Tatum on him. You know, they tried length on him. They tried Kimball Walker on him. Nothing worked, especially down the stretch. And, he, you know, and he got a rhythm down the stretch. And I think Donovan knows what he is right now. He knows that the way he handles the ball, he can get from point A to point B anytime he wants to. He knows that he can find a shot anytime he wants to. He knows that he's great off the catch and shoot. He knows that he's great off the dribble. And now he's starting to make reads and go through his progressions. You know, he knows that, okay, if I drive the lane and somebody collapses on me, I have a 40% three-point shooter somewhere out on a three-point line. He knows where Bojan Bogdanovic wants the basketball. He knows that Joe Ingles likes to have the ball in his hands and run, pick, and roll. So he'll get off the ball for Joe Ingles. He does the same thing for Mike Conley because he knows that those guys get a rhythm by having the ball in their hands. You know, and I think that the most important thing he knows is that in the last five minutes of the game, that ball is going to be in his hands and he's going to have to close that game. So it's just a better sense of understanding of who he is, who his teammates are, what the needs are for his specific teammates. And he's playing for himself and he's playing for his teammates. You know, him and Rudy Gobert are playing in concert with each other better than I've ever seen them play with each other. And, you know, those guys are, you know, complimenting one one another. They're both playing at a career level and they're both playing at an all NBA level. But what they're doing is, you know, just playing real in conjunction to, to what the team is trying to accomplish. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why the Jazz have been so difficult to beat in this last month. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct TV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So what's next for Donovan Mitchell as far as you know his career goes, let's say? Um, what does he need to do to get into that, that next level of guys that we talk about, those tier two tier one type guys uh does he have to you know does he have to be the best player on a team that wins a playoff series does utah need to get to the conference finals this year for people to start to give donovan mitchell a little bit more credit well i mean in some ways i think that you know donovan's always there's always going to be detractors right because you know donovan is going to have games where he doesn't shoot the ball well He's going to have games where he's frenetic and he turns the ball over. He's going to have games where, you know, things that are in and out of his control don't necessarily line up. You know, those games are becoming fewer 
and farther in between, especially for Mitchell. And, you know, he's figuring out just how to be in control of a game from start to finish. And he's figuring out how to impose his will on every possession in every game. And that's the leap uh, that he's taken. And those are the attributes that he didn't have in year one, in year two, in necessar- necessarily in year three. You know, so he's just got to keep doing what he's doing. He's just got to keep, you know, going out there and working and cooking and, you know, and killing people. And I think that, that people will come around. You know, when people look at him and say, oh, he's just a chucker. Oh, he's just this. Oh, he's just that. You know, sometimes you can't change opinions. You know, you just have to go out there and you just have to work when when the spotlight is on you. So, you know, there's always going to be detractors uh, of his game. But I think that a lot more people are, are going to come around to, to how good that he really is. Well, Tony, uh, it's that time of the show where we talk so much about this delicious steak you're going to buy me. And I start imagining it, you know, medium <laughs> rare, nice little thing of garlic butter. Hopefully a good crust on that steak. Last week, we both went three and one because foolishly, we thought this team would lose to the Pacers because it was an 11 a.m. local time game. This is potentially the toughest week of basketball that they have on their schedule. They have the Bucks, the Heat, the 76ers, and the Clippers. That's a legit week coming up. I don't know about this one, Tony. So Bucks, Heat, Clippers, 76ers, Sixers. and Clippers. Yeah. So five game week. Four game. Four game. Five Bucks, games. Heat, Sixers, Clippers. Yeah, five games. How's that? How's that five? Oh, four games. But it's going to be five because the Clippers are are back to back. Back to back. But yeah, we'll we'll record in in between. We'll record in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to beat the Bucks. Do you? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to beat the Bucks. It's going to be a tough game. The Bucks are rolling. They are. But I trust what Utah's been doing. I think they're going to beat the Bucks. Two days rest. Bucks will have one day rest. There's a chance the Bucks don't have Drew Holiday. I'm going to go Jazz. There we go. Uh, the Heat, obviously still, they're not the team that they were last year, at least not yet. I don't think they're going to be <laughs> that team by Saturday. They've not been very I good. I don't think the Heat have the firepower to beat the Jazz. Yep, I don't think they can hang with them. I've got I've got the, the Jazz winning that game. I've got the Jazz winning that game. Now, this one's tough, okay? The Sixers are really good. The Sixers match up extremely well with Utah. I'm taking the Sixers to to beat the Jazz. Uh, I just think it's going to be, you know, I just think Embiid is is too much. And then given the fact that, I mean, has Seth Curry missed a shot yet? He's in the 50-50-90 club, not the 50-50-100 club. He hasn't missed a free throw. Oh, he hasn't missed a free throw? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. He is 50, having 100. a, yeah, he's having a crazy season. Uh, ben Simmons obviously is, is fantastic. And I think that, you know, the 76ers are, are a team that are, are uniquely qualified to be able to match up defensively they can guard the jazz uh the issue agreed. comes agreed now the jazz i think can guard them but mb is on another level this year and i'll need to see it so i think the sixers are going to win this game again it's just hard to beat every good team and, I, and the jazz are going to have a lot of good wins this year i just don't think this is going to be one of them um i'm picking against you i'm picking the jazz in this game whoa all right Sixers have been on the road for what three days already mm-hmm. by the time monday rolls around they will have been on the road for a week Mm-hmm. You're playing at elevation. Those are tough circumstances to play a great team under. I am aware that this will be the third game in four nights for the Jazz. But, you know, like I said, they're all at home. It's going to be a Monday night. Philly's going to want to go home. I think it'll be a good game, but I think the Jazz will win. And the last game that we're going to pick, and it's tough because, I mean, we're basically picking this week out. And who even knows what what's going to happen between now and then. Um, but they got the Clippers Next week, and like you mentioned, is the back-to-back. We're only going to pick that front end. I've got them losing to the Clippers. I think that the Clippers 
are, they're playing pretty good basketball right now. And again, you just can't beat every good team. Uh, at some point, you've got to regress. Um, and I, th- I think it's going to be tough for them to guard Kawhi. And you know, if if Paul George is back, obviously, you know that that is tough for him. If he's out, it's a different game. I, I think the Clippers likely lose if he's out. But uh, if he's out there, I'll give this one to the Clippers. Um, I think the Jazz will have the Clippers' full attention. I think at least for that first game, the Clippers are going to pl- treat that like you know, a playoff-type atmosphere, I can see the Jazz losing a close one there. There you go. So I'm going right. to so, pick the Jazz to go 3-1 and one this week, and you're going to pick them to go 2-2. Two and two. That's right. That's right. And that's an opportunity for you to potentially pick up a game. But, man, if they lose to the Sixers, Tony, oof, it's going to get late really early here. I ain't scared. I'm going to start mailing you menus. I ain't scared. <laughs> I mean, it's listen, even if I lose a game, I'll be, what, two games down with three months to go? I'll be fine. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll be fine. Famous last words, Tony. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's episode of Game Notes uh, for Tony Jones. I'm Dave DeFore. We'll talk to you guys next week, where hopefully I'll be one step closer to that steak dinner. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.